Well, good morning. Yes, I know it's kind of early, but that's okay. I just, I don't know. I just got it out early today. I don't know what happened. Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. Slava Ukraine, Heroium Slava. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google uh, Google to find me. Uh, Tell your friends to Google Political Views TV Podcast, and I'll show up right at the top of the search. Man, do I appreciate you. Every day you come. And I just love that about you. It's very nice of you. Uh, If you can, bring someone with you uh, today or tomorrow. Uh, You know, I I was told by someone that I explained... What happened with uh, uh, the um, Silicon Valley Bank very well and Signature Bank uh, that I explained pretty well. Well, I didn't explain pretty well about Signature Bank, but the Silicon Valley Bank I explained pretty well. So uh, you can share that podcast with someone if they were curious about it. Uh, Anyway, tweet to me questions or insights or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter yeah. <clears throat> uh, let's start with the uh, Russia-Ukraine war, and we will get to the drone attack. Okay, we will get to that. Not the drone attack, rather the the uh, the attack by Russian planes on the American drone. Uh, the United Kingdom's Defense Secretary Ben Wallace has urged Moscow to respect international airspace after the U.S. military drone crashed into the Black Sea following an intercept by uh, Russian fighter jets. Wallace said during a visit to Tokyo, the key here is that all parties respect international airspace and we urge the Russians to do so. The Americans have said they think it is unprofessional. Uh, Australia's defense minister, has accused Russia of not playing by the rules after the U.S. drone crashed into the Black Sea. Acting Australian uh, pre- uh, Prime Minister Richard Marles told a news conference, What's clear here is that Russia has not acted in a professional way and that has resulted in the downing of this drone. Russia has much explaining to do. You got a lot of explaining to do, Lucy. Uh, The concern, of course, is an Article 5 response, right? This is really up in it. I mean, Russia could have provoked an Article 5 response. Uh, We will get more in-depth into the drone story after uh, we finish with Russia. It's it's short today, though. Uh, The Danish uh, uh, government and a broad majority of parties in Denmark, in the Denmark's parliament, have agreed to establish a fund of 7 billion Danish crowns, which is about a billion dollars, for civil, military, uh, and business aid to Ukraine. Lars Loke Rasmussen, uh, Denmark's foreign minister, said this is largely a reflection of the wishes of Ukraine, uh, wishes Ukraine has, which in addition to the military and the humanitarian aid are now also reconstruction. On Twitter... President Vladimir Zelensky uh, said, uh, Sincerely grateful to Denmark's parliament, PM Met Frederiksen and government for establishing Ukraine Support Fund. More than $1 billion in military, humanitarian, and economic aid to Ukraine is a guarantee of bringing our common victory over the aggressor and the return of peace to Europe closer. 
Uh, officials said Turkey plans to approve Finland's NATO bid independently from Sweden's. Uh, the Turkish parliament is likely to ratify NATO membership for Finland before it closes in mid-April, uh, closes in mid-April for elections. Uh, and, I, and I told you that they would uh, uh, either try and get it in just before the elections because they don't know what would happen afterwards. And afterwards, they could uh, approve both Finland and NATO, uh, Finland and Sweden. Now, remember, Finland and Sweden have a joint bid. And uh, this is Turkey just approving Finland. Uh, Finland's president, Ninisto, will visit Turkey Friday. Turkey, Turkey, uh, Friday to discuss his country's bid to join NATO with Erdogan. And I'm sure he will bring up Sweden. Uh, Turkish defense minister Hulusi Akar says Turkey will continue discussions to extend a deal to allow grain exports across the Black Sea for 120 days rather than 60 days Russia wants. Akar said, we start negotiations in line with the initial version of the deal. The continuation of the deal is important. We will continue our contacts 120 days instead of uh, two months. Uh, two months is just Russia trying to get more at the uh, negotiating table. But two months is not, an, uh, it's not a legal variation of the agreement. You would have to start from scratch. So there's a problem with it. Now that I have your attention, let's try to fix the rest of the world. Five minutes with Ukraine-Russia news. However, the next five minutes will be uh, spent with Ukraine war adjacent. <laughs> Yesterday, this was the top story everywhere. According to the U.S. military, a Russian fighter jet forced down a U.S. Air Force drone over the Black Sea after damaging the propeller of the American MQ-9 Reaper drone. Uh, on those Reaper drones, the propeller is in the back. So you would have to sort of sneak up on it, right? <laughs> Reaper drones are capable of carrying payloads. But from what I can tell, this one was flying just plain reconnaissance. Uh, a statement from U.S. European Command said the Reaper drone and two Russian Su-27 aircraft were flying over international waters over the Black Sea when one of the Russian jets intentionally flew in front of and dumped fuel on the unmanned drone. This happened, well, approaches and flybys happened 19 times. Dumping, they kept on dumping fuel on it, right? Ca trying to cause it to fail. Uh, the Russian jet then hit the propeller of the drone, probably just by accident, probably just an idiot flyer. Uh, and that prompted U.S. forces to bring the MQ-9 drone down in international waters. Spokesman Brigadier General Patrick Ryder said that the Russian aircraft flew in the vicinity of the drone for 30 to 40 minutes before colliding just after 7 a.m. Central European time. Air Force General James B. Hecker, commander of the U.S. Air Forces uh, Europe and Air Forces Africa, said in a statement, 
our MQ-9 aircraft was conducting routine operations in international airspace when it was intercepted and hit by a Russian aircraft, resulting in a crash and complete loss of the MQ-9. In fact, this unsafe and unprofessional act by the Russians nearly caused both aircraft to crash. Uh, from what I'm gathering, the drone was far from Russia east of Romania, uh, Romania and southwest of uh, Sevastopol in uh, Crimea. Uh, this may or may not have been connected to gathering intelligence for Ukraine. Probably was, but, but it may not have been because drones fly in that area routinely even before the war began. Russian ambassador to the U.S., Anatoly Antonov, said that uh, Russia does not want confrontation between his country and the U.S. after he was summoned to the State Department following the downing of the drone. Antonov said, we prefer not to create a situation where we can face unintended clashes or unintended incidents between the Russian Federation and the United States. Maybe you should have pulled out of, you should pull out of Crimea and the rest of Ukraine, and this kind of stuff won't happen. Um, Anatov also said he had a, a concern it had weapons. But that is a ridiculous statement because the drone uh, uh, payloads would be external. Any weapons would be external. And the Russian jet that flew in the area of the drone for more than a half an hour would have been able to see it was not armed. That was a ridiculous statement by him. Referring to circumstances regarding the downing of the U.S. drone in the Black Sea, the ambassador asked if it was necessary for the U.S. to provoke Russian Navy or Russian Air Force on this issue. We can see that Crimea is part of the Russian Federation. United States does not recognize this status. Well, most of the world doesn't recognize that status, he said. We prefer to, uh, not, uh, uh, to not to create a situation where we can face unintended clashes or unintended incidents between the Russian Federation and the United States. Anatov was summoned by the State Department. An uh, Anatov, Antonov, uh, Antonov was summoned by the United States. Uh, the State Department, uh, Antonov, who, who was inside the State Department for a little over a half an hour, said Assistant uh, Secretary Karen Donfrey conveyed the U.S. concerns about the incident and that they exchanged our remarks on the issue because we have some differences. That's what he said. Antonov said in response to press questions, he said, it seems to me that it was a constructive conversation on this issue. I have heard her remarks. I hope that she has understood what I have mentioned. He also claimed that Russia had informed about the space that was identified as a zone for the special military operation. You can't claim the entire Black Sea as part of the special military operation. You can't do that. It's international waters. Come on. Um, he, he went on, we have warned not to enter, not to penetrate. You can't, you can't do that. It doesn't belong to you. Crimea doesn't belong to you. And it wasn't even that close to Crimea. It was like, what, 75, 80 miles from Crimea? Come on. 
Uh, he asked how the U.S. would react if a Russian drone came close to New York or San Francisco. Of course, he called the drone a U.S. provocation. Antonov wrote on Telegram, of, uh, We assume that the uh, United States will refrain from further speculation in the media and stop flights near Russian borders. We consider any action with the use of U.S. weaponry as openly hostile. Again, from what is being reported, from what I understand, this was 300 miles from any Russian border at the shore. And it was in international waters. The closest Russian border was 300 miles away um, on the uh, east, excuse me, yeah, the east coast of the, of the Black Sea, oh, west coast of Russia. This is insane. It wasn't over Russia, though, you know, I'm sure drones fly over Russia. Of course, in a statement earlier yesterday, the Russian Ministry of Defense denied the Russian jet had come in contact with the drone. According to National Security Council communications coordinator John Kirby, it was not uncommon for Russian aircraft to intercept U.S. aircraft over the Black Sea and said there have been other intercepts in recent weeks, but said the Russians' actions were unsafe, unprofessional, and reckless. The U.S. Defense Department is currently working to declassify imagery from the incident. Russia has not gone to get the drone uh, and the U.S., as we've talked about before, does not have ships in the Black Sea. I expect the next step would be U.S. forces will join a Turkey, Turkey, uh, Turkey ship to recover the drone. The other option is the U.S. could use this as an excuse to bring a U.S. ship through the locks of the Sea of Marmara through Istanbul and into the Black Sea, which would certainly raise tensions with Russia. You see what happens when you take down one of our drones? Send a ship into the Black Sea. See what Russia does. That would be fun. I want to see that. Uh, I'm assuming we have a ship in or near the uh, Aegean Sea near Greece uh, that could do this or maybe in the Mediterranean. Uh, Kirby said, we obviously don't want to see anybody getting their hands on it, meaning the drone, uh, beyond us. Uh, he added that U.S. rejects Russia's denial of responsibility, saying that people should take everything that the Russians say about what they're doing in and around Ukraine with a huge grain of salt. Kirby said in an, inter in an interview with CNN, uh, the message that we delivered to the Russian ambassador is that they need to be more careful in flying in international airspace near U.S. assets that are again flying in completely legal ways, conducting missions in support of our national security interests. They're the ones that need to be more careful. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has called the incident that led to the crash of a, the U.S. Reaper surveillance drone another reckless act by Russian President Vladimir Putin and his military. Schumer said in remarks opening the U.S. Senate, I want to tell Mr. Putin, stop this behavior before you are the reason for an unintended escalation. escalation. Uh, and that would be in Article 5, right? And just in, 
Russia said it would try to retrieve the remains of the U.S. military surveillance drone that fell into the Black Sea. Kremlin uh, Security Council uh, Secretary Nikolai Patrushev told the Russia One TV channel, I don't know whether we will be able to retrieve it or not, but that it has to be done and we'll certainly work on it, I hope, of course, successfully. If the U.S. sends ships into the Black Sea and Russia is trying to recover the drone, is it possible they could fire on each other? Russia, you need to be very careful with your next actions. (sighs) Yesterday, after the drone incident, British and German fighter jets intercepted an unresponsive Russian aircraft flying close to NATO airspace. The BBC reported that two typhoon, typhoon fighter aircraft, one from British 140 Expeditionary Air Wing and the other from the German 71 Tactical Air Wing, uh, Tholfen, were scrambling to intercept a Russian 1178 Midas refueling plane that was flying between St. Petersburg and Kaliningrad. Uh, Russian aircraft routinely fly along the edges of NATO airspace, as do NATO aircraft around Russian frontiers. Such flights may be intended for reconnaissance, testing reaction times, or as part of routine transit uh, transits between bases. The Russian refueling aircraft failed to communicate with air traffic control in Estonia. If you remember, and we've talked about this many times, Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, from uh, in order from uh, east to west, are between uh, St. Petersburg and Kaliningrad along the Baltic. Uh, um, uh, Estonia is the closest. Uh, the British Defense Ministry said in a statement, Following a, a successful visual identification and escort, the pair of typhoons were retasked to intercept uh, an AN-148 airliner, also passing Estonian airspace. The interception is, however, a routine NATO mission for the typhoons, which provide reassurance that the UK and Germany, together with other NATO allies, stand with their Estonian ally at this time of tension. I'm sure Estonia has summoned or will summon the Russian ambassador for this. (laughs) Okay, on to the United States. Uh, Before its collapse over the weekend, Signature Bank was already being investigated by U.S. prosecutors over its work with crypto clients. Justice Department investigators in both Manhattan and Washington were trying to establish if Signature had sufficient protections in place to detect possible money laundering. The Securities and Exchange Commission was also reportedly examining the issue. Let's get a little drink of coffee here. Ah, man, the drone story. You know, I'm, I'm forgetting there is one other story. Let me, let me, let me quickly add this to here. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to write it down. Um, uh, okay, I'll add it near the end. There we go. Um, 
Justice Department investigators in both Manhattan and Washington were trying to establish if Signature had sufficient protections in place to detect possible money laundering. The Securities and Exchange Commission was also reportedly examining the issue. Regulators seized control of Signature Bank on Sunday, days after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank, triggering panic. Yesterday's New York, uh, New York's financial regular, regulator said Signature Bank's closure stemmed from a significant crisis of confidence in the bank's leadership and had nothing to do with crypto. But that doesn't mean they will now be they won't now be able to find out all about that. Uh, the Justice Department also has opened an investigation into the, into the circumstances surrounding the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank days after it was taken over by federal regulators. I, you know, uh, this this uh, problem with Signature Bank while they were they are investigating possible one uh, money laundering. This could be indicative of a much larger story, uh, and we shall see. Um, yesterday, federal law enforcement officials confirmed the investigation into the bank's collapse, and the probe is said to be in its early stages. They are likely looking into moves by executives, and, and we're talking about uh, SVB. Uh, they're, li- uh, they're likely mo- looking to moves by executives in the run-up to the collapse, including selling stocks in January and February and bonuses given out. The Justice Department will be responsible for criminal prosecution, and the SEC would fine executives and the company and possibly restrict the types of jobs those executives could get in the future with uh, uh, (laughs) uh, uh, what little power they have. Uh, We talked about how the Federal Reserve raising rates attributed to the bank crisis Yesterday, Senator Elizabeth Warren demanded an independent investigation of the Federal Reserve's role in two of the largest bank collapses in U.S. history. In other words, let's look into these raising interest rates as to why the banks collapse and see if we can pin it on Powell. Uh, in a statement, Federal, uh, federal uh, Chair, uh, excuse me, Fed Chair, uh, Jer- Jerome Powell said that the events surrounding Silicon Valley Bank demand a thorough transport and swift review by the Federal Reserve, which was the primary regulator of SVB. But you got to ask, why would you want the Fox to investigate the handhelds? I mean, seriously, come on. <laughs> Warren, uh, Elizabeth Warren, uh, of course, Massachusetts Senator, argued in a tweet that Powell shouldn't play a role in the probe given his record of weakening the Fed's oversight of banks like SVB and Signature Bank. She tweeted Federal Chair, a Fed Chair, uh, Powell's actions directly contributed to these bank failures. For the Fed's inquiry to have credibility, Powell must recuse himself from the this internal review. Warren added, it's appropriate for vice chair for supervi- supervision, Barr, to have the in- independence necessary to do his job. Since the fall of SVB and Signature Bank, top progressive lawmakers, including Warren, Sanders, feel the burn, and Representative Katie Porter, hopefully our next senator in California, I hope so, Uh, have spotlighted and demanded the repeal of uh, 2018 legislation that weakened regulatory scrutiny for banks 
with between 50 billion and 250 billion in assets, a category that includes the two failed institutions. By the way, if Katie Porter runs, Republicans already know they, there's no way they can win uh, a Senate seat in California. They already know it. If Katie Porter runs, Republicans are going to back. Republicans are going to back any Democrat who runs or runs against her. Of course, other than Adam Schiff. <laughs> anyway, uh, during congressional testimony in 2018, Powell voiced support for the Republican-authored bill. Siding with the bill's proponents, Powell brushed aside expert warnings that the regulatory rollback would heighten risks in the financial industry. And look where that got us. Powell said back then, I think it gives us the tools that we need to continue to protect financial stability. Oops. <laughs> specifically endorsing the part of he was specifically endorsing the part of the 2018 bill that loosened regulations for banks with less than 250 billion in assets. Wow. Remember it was it was all the it was all the way down to 50 billion. Anybody with over 50 billion in assets were regulated. So it left really small banks out of it, you know. But they wanted to raise it to $250 billion, a quarter of a trillion dollars. Come on. Ugh. So let me ask. Should you live, I'm moving on, should you live in South Carolina as a woman or in Afghanistan under the Taliban's interpretation of Sharia law if you plan on getting an abortion? Which one, which, which should you, where should you live? Should it be South Carolina or Afghanistan? No doubt the Taliban is strict and they impose human rights violations from, for some crimes, including potential public executions, amputations, and flogging. But in South Carolina, a new pro-forced pregnancy proposal in the General Assembly would make people who obtain abortion care eligible for the death penalty. You might want to move to uh, ask Afghanistan instead, where you can have an abortion up to 17 weeks. 21 state Republicans are backing the legislation. Critics say, of course, that the idea is representative of the party's anti-choice agenda. The South Carolina's Prenatal Equal Protection Act of 2023 would amend the state's criminal code to give a zygote or fertilized egg equal protection under the homicide laws of the state, meaning obtaining an abortion could be punishable by the death penalty. After this got national attention, suddenly some lawmakers were backing away from it. Uh, the bill does not include an exception for people whose pregnancies result from rape or incest. So if you're raped and you had an abortion, you could be given the death penalty. The exceptions provided by Harris include only people who are forced by or compelled by others to have an abortion against their will or people whose continued pregnancies carry the threat of imminent death or great bodily injury. Those are the only uh, exceptions. Um, although numerous cases uh, since uh, the court overturned Roe v. Wade have, have, have shown 
that these types of exceptions to protect a pregnant person's life often put their safety at risk. Remember just last week, we did that story where that woman in Texas is suing because she could not get abortion care to save her life and had to travel to another state. She could afford to do it. Most people cannot afford to do it. They can't take the time off. They can't afford to drive out of state. Come on. Moving on. Uh, remo- remember, it was last week we found that House Speaker uh, Kevin McCarthy did not want to visit Kiev. Or was that the week before that we found that out? Uh, Ron DeSantis has said in a story this week that we shouldn't be supporting Ukraine. DeSantis made his remarks in response to questions sent to possible Republican contenders. The former congressman said continued U.S. support of Ukraine was not among the country's vital national interest and dismissed the Russian invasion as a territorial dispute. Now, Ukraine has invited Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to visit. Ukraine's foreign ministry spokesman, Oleg Nikolenko, criticized DeSantis's comments and tweeted his, his invitation to the Republican governor yesterday. Nikolenko said, We are sure that as a former military officer deployed to a combat zone, Governor Ron DeSantis knows the difference between a dispute and a war. We invite him to visit Ukraine to get a deeper understanding of Russia's full-scale invasion and the threats it poses to U.S. interests. I keep saying there are bigger hits in politics. He can either go to Ukraine and clarify his statement or he can refuse to uh, refuse to go and look like a weenie. <laughs> I, he okay. They say he was uh, he saw combat. I don't know if that's true. He was he was a ja- he was in the JAG Corps, right? Maybe he was near combat lines. Maybe he was. Somehow I doubt it. He was a JAG lawyer. You ever see that TV show, Jag? Pretty good show. But if anyone was like DeSantis, I would have puked watching that show. Um, And finally, the gift that keeps on giving, giving, George Santos has filed papers to begin collecting uh, donations so he can run for office again in 2024. Uh, We got the gift that keeps on giving, and that's it. Please do not send him money. I I actually do want him to run because I want to see how horribly he gets spanked because that is going to be legendary. Anyway, that's it. 30, 32 minutes. Not so bad. Not so bad. It's hump day, hump day for some of you. I mean, for some of us, it's a day off, you know. Uh, Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. Wednesday, March 15th, 2023. Boy, do I appreciate you so much coming every day. Thank you so much. Uh, Bring someone with you today or tomorrow. That would be awesome. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Those four words, Political Views TV Podcast. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet to me questions, insights, or come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S on the Twitter. Maybe you want to send me a story. Maybe you want to say hi. Maybe you want to sick your sick friends 
at me to argue, and I love to argue, happy to do it. But remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.